Welcome to this week's class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayishma Yisroi. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Yisroi, and that year was the 18th day of the month of Shvat, in the year Tafshin Memhei, 38 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the opening verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, Vayishma Yisroi. That Yisroi heard. Who was Yisroi? The priest of Midian, the father-in-law of Moshe. Everything that God did to Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people. And what did he, what did he do? Israel That God took the Jewish people out of Egypt. And Rashi says... What did what what did uh, what what did Yisrael hear? Because why did he come? What did he come for? So Rashi says that he heard the fact that God split the sea. So the question is asked. The verse says clearly that Yisrael came, and um, he heard everything that Hashem did. And the, the verse says he took him out of Egypt. So the question is, what's the connection? Why specifically splitting in the sea? He took them out. Why is Rashi specifically pointing out the part that he split the sea? Also, over here we're talking about the, the, the praise of Yisroi. In other words, he left his hometown and he came to the desert to hear Torah from Rabbeinu. So if that's the case, we're praising Yisroi. So why referring to him as Koyin Midian, the priest of Midian? What does a priest mean? He was a, he was a priest for idolatry. If he's coming to hear Torah, to connect to Moitra and the Jewish people, why are we referring to the fact that he was, he was an idol worshiper? More than that. As we know, it says, uh, what does it say afterwards? Koyin Midian. He was the priest of Midian again, which is referring to idolatry. What does it say right afterwards? Chaisen Moitra. That he was the father-in-law of Moshe, of Moshe Rabbeinu. In other words, what was his quality? That he was Chaisen Moshe. He was actually even higher than Moshe Rabbeinu. Because we know that, it's, that there's an obligation on a, on, on, a, a, on a person to respect his father-in-law. And especially like Rashi says, that Yisrael received tremendous honor when he came. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu went out to greet him. And then Aaron went out to greet him. Nadav and Abiyah went out to greet him. And whoever saw Moshe Rabbeinu going, Aaron going, Nadav, everyone came to honor Yisroi. So you see the quality of Yisroi, they came to honor him. So if that's the case, again, brings back the same question. Why does it say Koyin Midyon that he was a priest referring to the idea of idolatry? Also, the Rebbe says, it's known the question, in the Chassidic Discourse of the Rebbe Rashab, in the uh, fa- classical Chassidic Discourse called Tafresh Ayin Beis, in the year Tafresh Ayin Beis, in other words, what does it say? It says that everything that Elkim, God did, to Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people, and what did he do? That, that he took the Jewish people out of Egypt. So the question is, why is it divided into two parts? In other words, what, what did he do for Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people? He took them out of Egypt. But here it says what he did for Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people and took them out of Egypt as if it's two different things. And the question, what, why is it split into two parts? Rashi actually says, as we said before, what did Yisrael hear? He heard the splitting of the sea. In other words, so by Yishma Yisrael, it's a, it's a whole different idea. In other words, if you break it down, there's three components that take place here. One is by Yishma Yisroi. Yisroi heard something. And again, what did he hear? Like Rashi says, the splitting of the sea. 
And then everything that Hashem did to Moshe and to the Jewish people, that's the second thing. And the third thing that he took him out of Egypt. So the question is, what is these three components? Again, hearing about the splitting of the sea, Moshe and the Jewish people, and the fact that the, the Jewish people left Egypt. It's another question. Also another question he asks, what it says in the Zohar, on the Parsha, that Matin Torah, the giving of the Torah took place because Yisrael acknowledged God. In other words, when Yisrael said, Ati now I know, Ki Gadol Hashem, he called him, God is greater than all the gods. So the Zohar says, Kedain is Stalik v'isyakar kuchabricho b'ikore d'leilo. Vitata, the, the, the praise of God on the highest levels and in the lowest levels, and yesterday praise God, then God gave, Yahweh writes, that's when God gave the Torah. So the question is, what is it about Yisrael's acknowledging God that through that God gave the Torah? The Rebbe goes on to, to ask another question. In other words, since we're saying that what? That there's a powerful connection between Yisroi and receiving the Torah. So we have to introduce an idea to explain that the powerful revolution that took place in Matan Torah, that there's something unique in God giving the Torah, that, be, that because of that, you needed to have beforehand Yisroi acknowledging it. In other words, what are we saying? We're saying is, obviously, Yisrael had to acknowledge God, and then God gave the Torah. So there must be something um, unique about that. And what is that? And here's one second. Seemingly, the fact is as follows. What is special about God giving the Torah? Seemingly, Torah already existed in the world before God gave the Torah. Why? Because the fact is, the general idea of Torah has a connection to the world. Like it says clearly in the Medrash, Alpayim Shona Kadma that the Torah existed 2,000 years before the world was created. So, since we're saying that, yeah, it existed 2,000 years before the world was created, so obviously the Torah has a connection to the world. So, it has some kind of connection. And especially it says Alpayim Shona 2,000 years. So, it, knows it, was, it was before the world in a, in a set amount of time. So, obviously, even though it was 2,000 years, but it has some kind of connection to the world. So, you see already Torah existed and Torah had already a relationship with the world before God gave the Torah. Also, <clears throat> besides the fact that before God created the world, he, the, the, Torah existed. But the, besides the fact that it existed before, like we just said, but also people learned Torah. Even before we received the Torah of Mount Sinai, people learned Torah. Like, we, like it's brought down in Pirkei de Belezer, that the idea of learning Torah existed already by Adam Arishan, the first man that existed. And Adam Arishan gave over the teaching of the Torah and the whole um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, chronological order of the of the of the of the time, etc., and the the months that was already given over through Adam Arishan, and he gave it over to future generations. So Torah A existed before the world was created. People learned Torah, and more specifically, that the Jewish people we know learned Torah. Like the Talmud says clearly, besides what we just mentioned for empirical lesson reference to other Marishan, that Avram Avinu sat and learned Torah. Yitzchak sat and learned Torah. Yaakov learned Torah. All the three patriarchs. And not only that, but there was never a time that the Jewish people didn't learn Torah. Even in Egypt, before we received the Torah, they learned Torah. 
And as we know that Amram also learned Torah because he, he was commanded with, he, he received extra commandments and Moshe Rabbeinu also learned Torah not only as a son of Amram Amram learned Torah Moshe Rabbeinu's father Moshe Rabbeinu learned Torah but Moshe Rabbeinu didn't only learn Torah as a son of Amram but he was the leader of the Jewish people and as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu learned Torah before the Torah was given. Not only for the 70 years, but even for his 80 years. Because the fact is, for full 80 years. Because the fact is, Torah was given when Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 years old. So if that's the case, the question is, what's this novel idea? God's giving the Torah. The Torah already existed. Everyone learned Torah. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, Amram and Moshe Rabbeinu. So what's the whole idea, this novel idea of Torah? And obviously this novel idea that took place when God gave the Torah around Sinai, so an introduction to this new level of Torah that was given, we needed the introduction of a, uh, that Yisrael acknowledged how great God is. So now the Rebbe is going to explain and he says as follows. So Rebbe like this, before God gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, yes, Torah existed and they learned Torah, but before God gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, there was a decree. What was the degree that El Yoinim, which refers to a high spiritual levels, did not go down into this materialistic world, and this physical world did not get it was not connected to the high spiritual worlds. So, in other words, there was godliness and there was materialism, and there was no there was no relationship. Godliness is godliness, and, and materialism is, is materialism. What happened at Mount Torah? What unique happened at Mount Torah was that that decree where spiritual and materialism don't connect, Martin Torah all of a sudden created the fusion between godliness and physicality. Now, why is that? What, what's, what was the change that took place if they learned Torah before and sustained Torah afterwards? So what's the, what took place and before heaven was heaven, earth was earth, and afterwards all of a sudden there's a connection? Well, before they learned the same Torah they learned. I never explained something very, very powerful. That before God gave the Torah Mount Sinai, what we had was, yeah, we learned Torah, and the Torah existed, but what part of the Torah? The revealed part of the Torah. In Hebrew, it's called Giluyim, the revealed part of the Torah. And like we know, what's Torah called? Torah, Torah brings light into your life. Torah is all about, about light, revelation. What happened in Mount Torah was, the novel idea was, that the essence, which is much higher and much deeper in revelation, or, and, and the Rebbe quotes a verse from the prophets, Yashas Chayshech Sisrei, that God caused a darkness, darkness should be his veil. In other words, up to the point of what was revealed at Matan Torah, at Yisborich. So in other words, the Rebbe is saying is like this. Before Matan Torah, yes, people learned Torah and we had Torah. But what part of Torah? The revealed part of the Torah. The part, Torah is a, is a light unto the world. However, when Matan Torah happened, there was a break. All of a sudden, the essence of the Torah got revealed, the essence of God got revealed, and because of that, because the essence was revealed, that broke the barrier between revelation and concealment. What does that mean? Their response of this. So I was going to explain this based on what we learned in the previous Chizik discourses of Basi Lagani and the four Hashanahs, which was before, before this Chizik discourse, and he explains as follows. When God created the world, so before God created the world, there was the infinite God. 
in order to create the world and all the different worlds, Atsilas, Bri, Atsira, Asiya, the Sirot in each world, etc., which is called under the package of Seder Heishtalshlas, the way the order of the way things flow down from one world to the next world, with Sirot within the world, etc. So the beginning of everything, the first thing that had to happen was there had to be something which is called a Tzimtzum. There had to be something which is called a concealment. Not only that, even the light before the tzimtzum, before the concealment, so in order for, to that light that existed before the tzimtzum, the idea of light, it was also a tzimtzum. There's a tzimtzum even higher than that. Not only that, let's take it a step deeper, a step further. Even the first thing, after atzmusay the essence of God, so to speak, like if we're able to call God the essence of God, so that first level, we, we shift it out from the essence of God, there's also a tzimtzum. So the Rebbe's mentioning here there's three levels of, of tzimtzum. There's the tzimtzum right after the essence of God. There's the tzimtzum um, be, 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 before the infinite light. And then there's the tzimtzum before God decided to create all the Seidel Shalshalas. So you see this idea of something which is called a tzimtzum or concealment. And and that's why when it's brought down in, in Chazal, it says that before God created the world, you knows the concealment, what existed, who, the essence of God, Ushmai in God's name. In other words, in order that it should be who, Ushmai, God, and the name of God, also have to be a tzimtzum. So you see, for any revelation to take place that goes after the essence of God, you have to have a tzimtzum. Now, but what happened was, so think about it, so we're living in this world, it's all after many, many tzimtzumim. However, the Rebbe says, by Matan Torah, when God gave the Torah, through the Torah, the Torah itself was given, and, and the Torah was given to us in this world, we received the light of before the tzimtzum, until the level of Yashas Chayshach Sisroi. So, in other words, you have many tzimtzum to create the materialistic world. But at but through the, when God gave us a Torah, it pierced it all, and we go back to the essence of God. The essence of God comes down to this world, not through the veil of a tzimtzum. And we receive that through Torah. And that's why <coughs> the Rebbe says, when we say, we say in the prayers, it says, Goy leil er mifnei choyshech, v'choyshech er, which means that the light goes away because of the darkness. The darkness goes away from the light. And what does that mean practically? So generally the way it's explained is that that the light of the infinite part of God goes out of the way through the tzimtzum. Referring to the tzimtzum. And so once you have the choyshech, so how do you get rid of the choyshech, the dark and the tzimtzum? What er? The er kav. So again, generally speaking, is referring to the infinite light, you have the tzimtzum, the choyshech, the tzimtzum, then you have the er that comes through it, which is the er kav. That's the general light, the general explanation. But here there was going to go even a step further. That goyel er a different a translation, a different insight, that goyel er is that we draw down the light from the darkness itself. The darkness is higher than light, the level of Yashas Chaychach Sisrei. So in other words, the, the light that we receive through Matan Torah comes from the from before the Tzimtzum. Goyel er The light of the Torah comes from before even the Chaychach of the Tzimtzum. Now, so based on this introduction, powerful, deep introduction, 
that the novel idea of Martin Tyre is that we're revealing in this world from the level of which is called this powerful level which is called Yosha Schoishach Sisroi. So now we'll understand why that in order to have this powerful revelation which is taking place in Martin Torah, from the light before the Tzimtzum, you have to have the acknowledgement of Yisrael of Atiyadaiti. Now I know that God is the greatest God. Why is that? Because the Rebbe brings a famous verse where it says, and the uh, King Solomon says, very easy ani, and I saw, that there is a added power in wisdom that comes from silliness, just like that, the, the, the power in light that comes from a place of darkness. So just like when you have light, it's light. But when you have darkness and you have light, you appreciate the light much more. So then also you have wisdom. Okay, it's wisdom. But when you have silliness and then you have wisdom, the wisdom is much greater. So what does that mean? So it's brought down and it's explained that when we say that there's a power of light that comes from the darkness... It means doesn't it means that when, when darkness is transformed, then the light is much stronger. The same thing also when we say that the chachma, wisdom that comes from, from silliness, that specifically from silliness and, and and the opposite, so to speak, of wisdom, the chachma is much greater. In other words, what does that mean? So what we're saying is that there's there's a power in intellect and wisdom that comes from silliness and stupidity. It doesn't mean that literally that wisdom is much more greater than silliness. Obviously. What are you trying to tell me? That wisdom is more powerful than silliness? But what does it mean? That it means that this Yisrael, just like the Yisrael, when you have the Chosh, when the Chayshak is transformed into earth, darkness is transformed into light, the light is much greater. The same thing also when the Sichlos, when the silliness, when it is transformed into, in, 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 into wisdom, it's a much greater, it's a much greater wisdom. In other words, <clears throat> what does that mean practically? We're referring to Sichlos, silliness compared to what? The wisdom of what kind of wisdom? Not just intellectual wisdom. The wisdom of Kedusha. Intellectual wisdom. A holy wisdom. And like it's brought down in the Chesedic Discourse that what we say Sichlos, silliness, what are we referring to? Not just something being silly and stupid. We're referring to Chachma Chitzainius. It is wisdom. But Chitzainius, it's external wisdom. And why, so why is it called Sichlos? Why is it called silly? Because the fact is, there's a major difference between Chachma of, I'll say in Hebrew, I'll translate, between Chachma of Gdusha and Chachma of Klipa. And those, both are Chachma, you have wisdom, one is coming from a holy place, and one is coming from the opposite of holiness. What's the difference between wisdom from holiness and the opposite of holiness? And the answer is that wisdom from holiness is, 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 is um, intertwined and in sync with the idea of Bittal. And those, if you want to know if this wisdom is, 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 is from, from a holy place, See if it has humility in it. So any wisdom that has humility, you know it's coming from a holy place. On the other hand, wisdom from the opposite of holiness, from the world of Klippo, is all about arrogance. So since wisdom of the opposite of holiness brings and carries with it the weight of arrogance, so obviously that's why it's called silly. And that's why it's called silliness, because it's wisdom brilliant wisdom but you're blowing it with your arrogance so when you have wisdom of of klipa which is of arrogance and you're able to transform it and bring out wisdom of holiness wisdom of humility that is the real power
So when a person, when we go ahead and tr- when we transform the sikhlos, and sikhlos again, we originally translate simple as silliness, but now you explain Kabbalistic, what does it mean? It's referring to the chachma, the intellect of klipa. Then you have the real benefit of you have chachma kedusha, chachma of holiness. So when chachma kedusha transform chachma of klipa, that's a whole different level. So based on this, he explains beautifully, this is the powerful acknowledgement that Yisroi, who was a big idolater, said, Ati Yadati, now I know that Hashem is the real thing. Why? Because as we know, Yisroi served every single idolatry. Which is, what does that mean practically in the words, words of Kabbalah? When a, a Yisroi served idolatry, it's called Chachma, powerful wisdom, but of Klipa, the opposite of holiness. But when Yisroi, who represented Chachma the Klipa, made the acknowledgement that Atiyadaiti so then you have the power of Chachma of Kedusha and the light of Kedusha which comes from a place of Chachma of Klipa so based on this Rebbe explains that's why when Yisrael came and made this statement Atiyadaiti through that you were able to have the tremendous revelation of Mountain Torah as we said it's coming from the highest places why? Where, what is the light of Mountain Torah? As we learned before, it comes from the place of Yashas Chaisach Shishrei. Comes from way before the Tzimtzum. Comes from the essence of Hashem, and that's the whole idea of Yisrei na Oyim Mitoicha Chaisach Yashas Chaisach Shishrei. How is that revealed? That how is that revealed? That re- gets revealed when you transform the darkness, and Yisrei basically created that environment. And this is the whole idea. We say Yisrei na Oyim Mitoicha Chaisach. You have the greater amount of light that comes from darkness. In other words, the, the greater amount of light that comes specifically from the darkness is higher than the regular light. The level of what? When, when the light comes from the darkness itself, what does that mean? That darkness can transform into light. Then what happens is the light is much more powerful as the light comes from a place of darkness. darkness. So now we'll understand why it says Yisra is coming. So we say Koyin Midian. He's the priest of Midian. And he was the father-in-law of Moshe. Why? Because in these two components, in other words, that he was the priest of Midian, Chachma the Klippa would have just learned, and that he was a Chaysa Moshe, here we see the idea of that the power of light that comes from darkness and the power of intellect and wisdom that comes from Klippa that gets transformed into holiness. Why is that? Because what does it mean Yisra was the priest of Midian? And he was the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Kayin Midian means he was a priest of Midian, is referring to, as we just learned, Chachma of Klippa, wisdom of the, of the opposite of Kedusha, which is idea practically is arrogance. What's, what's, what, what's the connection with Midian and arrogance? Because Midian comes from the word of Madayin Amiriva, all about fighting and quarreling, which is the ultimate of arrogance. And that got transformed to the highest level. What is the highest level? He became the father of Moshe Benu. And, and, and comes from, so to speak, he went down, he went, he went down a level. He went down to the level, you know, he went down to the level and he went to the level of Moshe Benu. And Chaisen Moshe means that he affected that it was able to go down a notch on, onto the level of Moshe Benu. And through that, you were able to have Martin Torah. And as what's what 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 happened in Matan Torah? Matan Torah happened that El Yoinim went down Lamata, the high levels came down to this world. 
And as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu is a, um, it creates a, a, a connection. In Hebrew, it's called a mutzah. He creates a connection between the Jewish people and Hashem and between the Jewish people and the Torah. However, Moshe on his own couldn't have done it. Why? Because Moshe is on a very, very high level. And as it says, Why was he called Moshe Rabbeinu? Because he was taken out from the water. And in order for Moshe Rabbeinu to come down to reality, to come down to this world, he needed Yisrael to bring him down to this world. So Yisrael, um, so as the verse says, Koyin Midyon is a priest of Midyon. And as he's able to transform the darkness into light, so Choyin Moshe, he brought down Moshe into reality. And like the Medrash says clearly, that when, when, when Yisra was still in Midyon, and it was the place of the opposite of holiness, over there he, uh, he, he denounced all his idolatry. He nullified it. How did that happen? It actually happened through Moshe Rabbeinu. So in other words, in order for to Moshe to, to affect on Yisroi, so obviously Moshe had to have chesed, he had to come down from his high level, he had to come down to reality. And afterwards... He was able to affect, Yisrael was able to affect the Moshe that he should be the connection between Hashem and between the Jewish people and Torah. <clears throat> so in other words, the Koyen Midyan, he was originally the priest of Midyan. When he got transformed, he was able to become Chayshem Moshe, just like the, the, the power of light that comes from darkness and Chachma intellect that comes from silliness. So based on this, Rebbe explains, that's why Rashi says, we originally asked the question, Rashi says, Rashi, what did he hear? He heard the splitting of the sea. What's the connection with splitting of the sea? In other words, Yisrael's acknowledgement came that Hashem, Ati Adati, came because of the splitting of the sea. What's the connection with splitting of the sea? What's the spiritual significance of Kriyas Yamsuf? So the Rebbe explains the spiritual significance of Kriyas Yamsuf is breaking all the tzimtzumim, all those concealments, concealment after concealment, Kriya Samsung, you're splitting the sea. You're splitting all the concealments. In other words, even though generally speaking, we know that the Yamsuf is referring to which sphere in the sphere that's referring to the sphere of Malchus, the lower sphere, the last of all the levels. And that's why it's called Yamsuf. Suf come from the end. It's the last sphere. But nevertheless, so that's on one level. Yamsuf is referring to the last, the last serve of Malchus, but nevertheless, we know what it's brought down in Chatzal, and it says that by 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 Kriyas Yamsuf, when God split the sea, what happened was all the waters in the all the waters in the world got split. So, in other words, what does that mean? It means on all levels it got split, up to the point that all the Tzimtzumim, all the concealments, got split, and anything that was blocking godliness got got split, even something which is higher than the Tzimtzum. And even the level higher than the infinite light, which is higher, that has no limits. <clears throat> so in other words, what did he hear? He heard Kriyas Yamsav. He heard the splitting of all the Tzimtzumim. So that caused in Yisrael itself. And we said, what is Yisrael? Chachma de Klippa, intellect of the, of the opposite of holiness, which is the ultimate of arrogance, which conceals. So Yisrael himself was able to be transformed into, into light, in, in, into light. So that's the connection between Kriyas Yamsov. Now, 
all these details that's mentioned in reference to Yisroi hearing, so what does it say? We said this many levels. Yishma Yisroi, Yisroi hears, which we already learned before, it's referring to going out of, uh, splitting of the sea. Um, uh, uh, what God did to Moshe and the Jewish people, he took us out of Egypt. So he explains in the Chassidic Discourse that it's actually referring to four levels. What are the four levels? The level of Oirois, which is light. The level of Kalim, which is vessel. The level of garments. And the level of Echolois, chambers. In other words, the splitting of the sea, when it says the first thing by Yishma Yisra Yisra heard, what do you hear the splitting of the sea? That is referring to what? The light, which is higher than the vessels. Whatever, and then the second thing is whatever God did to Moshe and the Jewish people, that's the way it came into, for the light came into the vessels. And this that he heard that God took the Jewish people out of Egypt is referring to the garments and all the different uh, chambers, etc. So he's saying the four different components that spoke in the verse is referring to the four levels of the light, the vessel, the garments, and the chambers. So what does that mean practically? So when it says by Yishma Yisrael, Yisrael heard, Kayin Midian, the priest of Midian, Chayin Moshe means he caused Moshe to go down the level that we learned before. Everything God did to Moshe and the Jewish people, they took us out of Egypt. In other words, what does that mean practically? When there was the revelation of the splitting of the sea, which means all the tzimtzumim, all the concealments got, got uh, were totally broken, up to the point when it got broken, it got it, it got drawn down to the level. So it got drawn down in the level of the vessels, in the garments, in the chambers, etc. And through that, Yisrael was transformed. <clears throat> from being the priest of Midian to becoming the Chosen of Moshe. Like, just like we said, the Yisrael Nari, the power of light which comes from the darkness. And this caused afterwards, this, this breaking core and the revelation caused the powerful revelation of Martin Torah, where we have in Martin Torah the level of the revelation of Yosef Chosen Shisroi, and that level came down to this world. So you see the power of Martin Torah that happened through Yisrael was that the powerful, powerful light, which is before the Tzimtzum, got pierced through and is revealed specifically in the world through Torah, but as introduction through Yisrael. Now, the Rebbe says, we know that Torah is everlasting. As we know, you have to learn Torah every day. So Torah is everlasting, and Torah applies every single day. And like the author writes in Kut Torah, in reference to the teaching of the Chazal that says, just like when God gave the Torah, we received it, we were in awe of Hashem, we were trembling, so obviously today we also need to feel the same experience. Now, but the fact is today it's in a concealed way. However, when Mashiach comes in the future, it's going to be revealed and it's going to be revealed in a way that we can comprehend it and understand it. And as the prophet says clearly, when Mashiach comes, that the honor of Hashem is going to be revealed. Every one of us is going to see that God is speaking. When is that going to happen? The Rebbe says, In the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, through Mashiach Tzitkenu, and most importantly, the Rebbe finishes off, it should happen, Simcha betuv leivav, it should happen in the medium of being happy and gladness of our heart. So again, another beautiful, powerful Chassidic discourse of the Rebbe that shows us and teaches us the power of Torah. And by learning Torah, we connect to the most powerful light of Yashas Chayshach Yisroi. Obviously, it happened through the Hidoas Yisroi. But let's hope, as the Rebbe says, when we learn Torah, we connect to this powerful level, we'll all merit to the greatest revelation of Mashiach, 
with joy and happiness, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.